Buckle up, hotties. It's time to talk some hoops. Welcome to Crunchwear's No Pants with Brandon, Nate, and Jordan. Our most controversial episode yet. Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants. I am Jordan. Hey guys, stop booing Kevin Love. It's been like a decade. Alamad, that is Brandon. Oh, I don't like D'Angelo Russell Beck. And <laughs> this tall guy is Nate. I only go to Wolves games for Parlor Burger Alsdurf. Guys, what a show we have on deck today. It's something. So we got it. The vibes of the show are not gonna be as good as they've been. <laughs> well, We'll, we'll get there when we get to the How Is The Vibe segment. But uh, remember to follow us on social media at No Pants Crunch on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Also make PullTabSports.com your homepage. Gentlemen, icebreaker question. Don't you love this unofficial bit that's not in the show flow at all? It's good. Yeah, love it's that good. we never get to prepare for it. It's good yeah. improv practice. Yeah. You know, you're an improv. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys actually doing, uh, is Brandon in No, now? just Derp. Oh, just Derp does the improv. Yeah. All right. He was improving there. Yeah, see what I did? <laughs> Uh, okay, what was more disappointing and why? The first four games of the Wolf season or Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker? Brandon, <laughs> you start. The first four games of the Wolf season. I am on record that Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker is better than you remember it. It's a weird, fun movie. <laughs> Stop pandering to me, dude. <laughs> Durf? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Episode Nine. It's more disappointing than the first four games. No, of the I just didn't want to immediately be like, yeah, I agree with Beck. Yeah, no, it's definitely the first four years yeah. of the season. It's, it's not great. I agree because The Rise of Skywalker, though confounding and baffling on a storyteller's uh, level, at least it was fun. At least yeah. it was fun. Yeah, yeah. It's like Star Wars, but on cocaine the whole time. <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. Whereas the Wolves game, it's like you're watching them go on like a, they're getting like clobbered by 30. You're like, oh, this is not fun at all. Yeah. We'll talk about it in vibes. Yeah. The vibes are bad. The vibes are hor the horrible. The vibes are not good. Okay, so here's the show agenda as always. We'll discuss the vibe, which are in the cellar. I don't know if you guys know this. The vibes are in the cellar. Uh, and then we'll do um, the Timberwolves Great Hang Draft to kind of boost the mood. <laughs> We're going to say, hey, what starting five wolves would we hang out with? And then uh, random wolf of the week, uh, guess that wolf. Our wow. Our wow. We'll do that. But before we get into all that, before we get into the show, do you guys mind if I regale you with a story? I want it. Please. Many, many years ago, a man named J. Many, many years ago, a man named James Dipperton came to Stewartsville, Minnesota from Europe aboard his ship, The Deliciousness. And that man started Jimmy's Dips, baby. Jimmy's Dips is a third generation locally owned company responsible for some of the most delicious dips this side of Rudy Gobert's backside. <laughs> they have veggie dips on lock, of course. Um, whose mom bought veggie dips? Your uh, mom? My mom bought the caramel dip. Did, Did your, your mom, mom buy? No, it was our friend Micah who bought the <gasps> got, got the veggie dip, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, he was influenced. <laughs> yes. So they have the veggie dip, but also they have the caramel dip just in time for fall. They have two caramel dips, sorry, the original mm -hmm. and the sea salt. Both are $4.99, okay? If you want to be fancy, same price. Uh, both pair well with apples. If you're allergic like me, also pretzels, also pears. Did you do bananas? I too? did do bananas. That one was weird because like, <laughs> you were just, yeah, it was like sticky, but it was it was delicious, but it was a disaster of a process. Uh, but whatever, Jimmy's dips, go pick it up. Uh, Hy-Vee or Cub Foods, uh, get it today. Also, addition to the spot, you could also just eat it with a spoon, which yeah, I yeah, that's where I was going with that. Yeah, you, you just you just grab a handful. Yeah. All right, guys, are we ready for how's that vibe? Real sports journalism is dead. We only care about vibes now.
So I'm going to recap what's been going on the last two weeks since we recorded. We recorded Wednesday. The Wolves have a game tonight, so the vibes could be much better once we're done recording. Or they could be worse. <laughs> All right, so season opener. Wolves beat the Thunder. Then the Wolves lost, predictably, to the Jazz. I think that's predictable because of energy, guys, and we're going to talk about that probably mm-hmm. through in the segment. Uh, and then after that loss, we beat the Thunder again. And then the Spurs beat the break off the Timberwolves, and now Wolves Twitter is in a catatonic state. Cat called out Ant's Popeye habit. Uh, Rudy liked to tweet calling the trade the worst trade in NBA history. Uh, let's see. Vando liked to tweet calling out Cat. Wolf's Twitter seems to have wholly turned against Cat. And now let's discuss it. How are the vibes open for him? Whoever wants to talk about it can start. You lead it off, Brandon. Yeah, so I can start with before we get into like the actual vibes, like the, the Cat quote stuff, like I'm going to talk about a little bit of like the on-court stuff that we're seeing that is like a little concerning to me because I think coming into this like easy first like seven games of the season stretch, we were all we were expecting it to be a little awkward, a little bit clunky. Like it's cats learning a new position. You've got two big guys out there like trying to figure out what is and isn't going to work. And so probably could have seen like few losses we didn't expect in this easy portion of the schedule coming up. But I think the concerning thing to me is just like we haven't really seen anything good outside of the end of that second Thunder game Mm -hmm. when we did the all bench plus ant lineup. Yeah. So the only like real positive thing we've seen hasn't included Cat or Rudy. And it's really been like a a combination of like low effort, like low physicality, like guys are just getting bumped off on screens and then everyone's scrambling and then we're just not running back on defense and the transition defense has just been horrendous. It's, and mm-hmm. it's fundamentals. It's like, it's like the prerequisites to play basketball. It's, it's effort. I mean, it's like, yeah, effort. there's fun, fundamentals, but the effort has not been there. Yeah. And I think it's the, it's kind of like something that's that's a little hard to see, like fixing itself, because like last year, those guys that was Vando and Pat Bev's role in the starting lineup as like those guys brought it every night. Those guys did the dirty work. And there's really not like a dirty work guy in the starting lineup right now. And I was listening to I was listening to Dane Moore's uh, podcast with Jace Frederick on the way over here. And Jace was talking about how like there's a ton of talent in the starting lineup, but all of these guys are used to being the guy. And so all these guys are used to being in lineups with dirty work guys Mm -hmm. that do that dirty work for them. So like Carl Anthony Towns, like complains to the ref because he thought he got fouled. Other team gets a run out layup and he's looking around going, who didn't get back because he's used to having Mm -hmm. Jared Vanderbilt or Patrick Beverly in the lineup getting back when the actual answer is you cat, you didn't get back. I, I, I want to push back on, you said, I agree with all that. Uh, you said like nothing ha- good happened with the starting five. There have been flashes of ball movement. It's it's individual level. Not, a, it's, not with the starting lineup. I, there's been some there's been some insta- instances where like it's like Pat the, had the two alley oops to go bear in yeah. the first game. There's, okay, I'm not saying that it's prevalent. I'm not saying that's even 20% of the time. I'm saying like maybe like I'm talking maybe 10 offensive possessions, which is alarming, but there's been a couple where the ball's whipping around because the the starting five is some of the most talented starting fives. Like it's the best starting five in Wolf's history. So why isn't it cracking like that? Um, So I think there are uh, for sure instances where this can happen. And that's what makes it so frustrating. It's like, well, you guys see when you guys play unselfish basketball Mm -hmm. and when the ball isn't sticky, 
ah, this works great. Who are you going to guard? I, what was that? Was it uh, the, 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 the second Thunder game where like D'Lo kind of drove in, gave it to Rudy, or no, and, like, and oh, then, no, out to Cat, then Cat came in and then like dished it off to yeah. Rudy. And it was just like, wow, that's it. There it is. And uh, just the selfishness, the lack of effort is really um, concerning. Yeah. And I think the talent wins out eventually on the offensive end. I'm, I'm not concerned about the team like not being able to generate offense. I'm more concerned with the transition defense and the rebounding. And like the rebounding is especially alarming because that was a huge issue for this team last year. We brought in Rudy Gobert as like, here's the solve for the rebounding stuff. He's been terrific. He's been rebounding. Was he like 19 or 16 yeah, a game? He's, he's been rebounding, but the problem is we're kind of seeing that those issues rebounding last year were deeper than just they're really small. Um, you know, guards aren't finding bodies, so little guys are sneaking in there and getting getting rebounds. It's a lot less like it's a lot less team rebounding, and it's a lot more just like Rudy Gobert is gigantic. Let's all watch and hope he gets the rebound. Yeah, just just throw a hip in some guy, D'Lo. That's all we yeah. ask. And and so it's. That's where like having those those Pat Bev Vando type guys helps. And so I don't really know what the answer in the starting lineup is because like Austin Rivers is probably like supposed to be one of those guys. If he's if he's healthy tonight, I imagine he plays. He's out tonight. He was listening. He got upgraded to questionable last I saw Uh from doubtful Um, this guy. But he's he's a guy that I think can like bring some of that energy, do that dirty work. But he's not going to be in the starting lineup. Like you're not going to, you're not going to bench Jaden McDaniels or D'Angelo Russell in favor of him. And so that means one of those guys, Ant, Jaden, D'Lo, one of those guys has to pick up that dirty work job. And I don't know who that's going to be. How much of this do we put on Finch? Is there anything we could have? I have a, I have an angle. Yeah, I mean it's hard. It's it's hard this early in the season. I mean, I think we have a large book to know on Finch that is he has been good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like there's a little like once again, like going back to like what what Dane and Britt and those guys have been talking about, like the lack of structure and like kind of that Finch philosophy of lack of structure has contributed, I think, to a lot of these issues too. Yeah. I always, I know as the music guy, this is so corny, but like I always think about like play calling or just just like the offensive, at least on the offensive side of the ball, uh, or and, and defensive too, basketball in general. Uh, <laughs> you need to have like, you have the scale to solo in. So you're not just like playing like random notes within the scale that are gonna sound horrible in the key that you're soloing in. The scale is like the building blocks of which you do the cool solo. So I think the flow thing with the lack of energy players like Pat Bev and Vando, uh, that sucks because the energy, the flow style that Finch has um, is there's a benefit to having those high energy players that can help kind of make that flow mm-hmm. happen, which is why J-Mac is so successful. Yeah. When we don't have those high energy guys, uh, they can't get a flow or energy going. So I think those play calls and like these structures have to be in place so you can create that energy and force that ball movement and to force, you know, these defensive fundamentals that aren't happening at a pro level, especially for a guy who's been in the, the league for eight years. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll be interested to see how they, if they have to adjust at some point, how that happens, because it's also too early to like burn the playbook and start over. Yeah. There's no playbook like, right now. They're still figuring it out. And yeah. if that was like something that you said in the text, in the text thread, like how many games 
How many games we give them until? Uh, I mean, we were, uh, and this is this keeps floating around everywhere on Twitter. But like, we were four and nine last year before the players only meeting. There, like, you do have a, some amount of just like seeing what you have on the court. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying there's no, you know, like you have to make these adjustments. But like, not having Cat for basically all the preseason, he's a twig basically now. He's lost a ton of ton of weight. Is playing a new position. Yeah. Like, there's so many variables. I'm not trying to excuse the losses because the way they're losing is. But it's a factor though. Yeah, it, yeah. But those are things to consider. Like, I'm saying, like we talked about this before. You take the first 12 games while they should be should be gimmies in a normal year. It's not a normal year, um, and. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think like you need some life off the bench. We we talked about Rivers like I saw him when I went to the game and it was like, I don't know how much you could see on screen, but like he's very, very impressive. Like when you when you mentioned uh, the first episode that he was going to be like a spark, a spark plug on defense, like he really is like that a Kogi light player. Like he's he's quick off screen, like he gets through screens. He's quick. He gets, you know, like he doesn't over pursue. Um, he's a smart yeah, like, guy I, I, like I did, I did not expect him to be so good defensively. And I don't know, like he's also a true leader. Like he seems like he's got some really great leadership qualities. So you can't be worse offensively than Bryn Forbes has been. Yeah, yeah. what happened? <laughs> My goodness. Okay, so I guess we should, we should we put a bow on like the on on like on, the on, on lit- court stuff. Yeah, let's let's stop lit- you know stop litigating the team. We got to talk about the cat quote. Though. We got to talk about the cat quote. Yeah. We, we, yeah. So remember our first episode, we had our prop bets. What was it? Five cat cringe five, quotes? Five and a half cringy cat quotes. We got one. He is on pace for 20. Wait, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> it was five? It was five and a half. That was, I'm, that's incredibly low. I, I didn't even think about it in the moment. Jally took the under. I was ready for him to be a leader. And I still believe he's still under. Is he not? He is, but he is on pace. He's on pace for 20 right now. All, he's not going to hit 20. He's definitely going to hit 20. Um, but yeah, the quote was... Uh, just it's just like classic. So I'm I have kind of a, a cat take. Are you talking about the the Popeyes quote? The Popeyes quote. Just like I'm gonna read it verbatim. Yeah, in yeah, case yeah, read the quote it. first. Okay, hang on. Uh, let's get it going. I should we should have definitely uh, copied and pasted it. And all and all these stupid videos on Twitter. It's like the video with like the thing. So it's not just like a nice script. He basically says he basically said I know the media. I know you love it when Ant talks about eating Popeyes, but I don't like that shit. Um, and that's what yeah. he said. Yeah. So I mean, and a, a little, very nice purple sweater, by the way. <laughs> very cool yeah. sweater. And so a little, a little extra context behind it to give Cat kind of the benefit of the doubt is in the Ant interview before that, they were asking him like, "What can you do better to perform better on the second half of back to backs?" Because I didn't know this, but apparently statistically, he really drops off mm-hmm. on the back half of back to back. So that was kind of Cat's way of like saying like this is what you can do to have your body prepared right like on second nights of back-to-backs but definitely seemed like more of if that's actually a concern like a closed door thing and it was just like weird timing and and Mm -hmm. and just bad vibes it's it's horrendous it seemed like something it seemed like something that he just was saying off the top of his head and didn't wasn't like oh shoot that's a well yeah i think i think it's it's just like classic cat like i think he thought like this is going to sound like I'm being a leader and like, we got to take this more seriously and we can't be eating Popeyes after games and all that stuff. But so anyway, I've been working on a, a cat theory. Oh, um, so oh. I think like the team vibes are bad. And I think we're putting a lot of those team vibes on cat. And I think cat has a, has a reputation 
around the league on on Timberwolves Twitter for the most part of cat is like kind of bad vibes. You know what I mean? I'm so sick of Timberwolves Twitter talking about cat, but so, yeah, I go. So, but so this is my Ooh. this is part of the theory though. So. <gasps> So cat's cat's bad vibes. Like he's he's complaining to the refs. He's not running back on defense. He's saying weird stuff in post game, and he's always saying like, "Oh, this, this, and this." And he's just like, people are like, he's just always his bad vibes. I don't think cat is bad vibes. I think cat like pushes vibes whatever direction they're going. So oh, the moment vibes start getting bad. Cat takes them and runs them into the ground. And the moment vibes are like marginally positive, Cat is on top of the world, dragging the vibes to the top of the mountain. <laughs> so Why he, do you think I say, say fear is the mind killer, bro? Let's get Cat to the positive level. Sorry, Nerf. Just like, so you're just saying he's easily influenced. I think Cat, ex- no, I don't think he's influenced. I think he drives. It's intentional? I think, no, I think he accentuates the vibes. Like yeah. he, yeah. Whatever way the vibes go, he like feels that, and then he's incapable of controlling. But he like pushes them that direction further. He can't like take bad vibes and like steer them back good, or take good <laughs> vibes and steer them back. He just like, oh, this is it. Let's yeah, do it. It's like he's just out of control. That's yeah, what you're exa- exactly. <laughs> okay, out of control, positive. Yeah. Do we think Cat looks in control? <laughs> <laughs> so this is there a- was that one time he bit his lip instead of yelling at the ref. That was a step in the right direction. Uh, okay, let's, this is a great theory. I love it. Where are we at as a group uh, with the Wolves Twitter take on Cat, which is horrendously negative, and I'm so sick of it, and it's very petulant. Wolves Twitter is as petulant about Cat as Cat is petulant about like the calls he gets, and it's pissing me off. So how do we feel amongst boys, amongst friends? Where are we at with Cat? Well, I know we've talked about this like off the mic and casually mentioned it. Like first things first, we need to just make it clear that Cat is the second best player the Timberwolves have ever had. Yes. Not even close. Um, So I think he is disrespected from an on-court perspective. I think he's not a tremendous defender, but I think he is underrated defensively and his offensive value is also understated because he's not your classic like wing player taking guys off the dribble doing the things that you see like superstars do. He is a he is a tremendous basketball player, but he just like does those like grading things on the court where it's just like from our perspective when we're not like in the trenches in the competitive fire, it's just like don't do that. Yeah. But he doesn't have like that full grasp of his emotions to not like blow a gasket on the refs when he thinks he got fouled. And then when he thinks he got fouled, he starts hunting for fouls. And then he starts complaining about things that aren't fouls. It's, it's a vicious cycle. I think the cat's whistle is horrendous. I think I agree. It, he does what if, if cat cat had got cat has gotten an Embiid esque whistle once and he went for 60. And I wish we could get more favorable whistles, but it kind of begets you, himself. You have to, you have to build that report. Like you have to build that. I mean, it's rules. No, you shouldn't build rapport. No, with I'm not. Hey, rules. Let's get to know each other. Do we have like a cool friendship? Like, I don't yeah. Know. No, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying I'm talking in but the refs. I'm, I'm saying I'm refs. saying in an idyllic world or set up like that's how it would be, but that's not how it is. Like, yeah. there's a reason why those guys get those calls, and there's a reason why Cat doesn't, and it's because he complains about those. There's things. no reason why. Yes, there is. Get, there's no there reason is. why Josh should get those calls when Jaws being. I'm trying not to swear as much this episode, and when he's being. 
a sassy man. <laughs> When Jaws being a sassy man, when he's he, taking well, flight, but, but, yeah, when so he, this, when he this flops is not, around like a little fish man. But but that's a, that's a bad comparison. <laughs> no, it's not. They both they both complain to the rest. No, Cut this they both, they both no because whine. because bigs all the like big guys always get a worse whistle than small guys. That's been true in basketball. Yeah. That's a big one. since the since the dawn of time. <laughs> um, I think Embiid is a better is a better comparison, yeah. like flailing well, around like a fish. We thought watching the Spurs Spurs blow out the Timberwolves was bad. Imagine watching a Sixers game with Harden and being <laughs> you, going, whoa, where's the call, dude? I can't. The, the, refs are peop, can't. the refs are people, and I'm not excusing it, but I'm saying I This am, guy I came after diag- teachers the first episode. This guy defended the insurrection, and now he's calling refs good people. Just like to say for any new listeners, Durf did not defend the insurrection. Dude. Yeah, there's, there's, a, know, t- there's a tendency of the shock job. Jack over here to jump in and, and take whatever headline the media produces. And As an Arab person, like I made this joke. We're doing a rap, dude. All refs are bastards. Good lord. <laughs> anyway, uh, as I was saying before, I was sorry, interrupted. Sorry. Uh, the ref, the refs are people. They're they know the players. They know their tendencies. They know like, oh, this guy's gonna complain and bitch about this, and I need oh. to. Like, you know, it's just you it's whether it's conscious or subconscious, like it's there. There's a reason why certain players get calls and don't. And it's because you want to benefit players that aren't in your face yelling every time they don't. Well, I think the big thing, too, with Kat is that when he when he just play, when he just tries to score, he gets he gets calls when guys foul him. When he goes like hunting fouls and Mm -hmm. trying to get to the free throw line, that's when he gets himself into trouble. Mm -hmm. And that's where he. That's usually a result of what, like, he thinks they missed a call. So then he's like, I'm going to go get him to call this next one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he's not the fastest person in the world, but he is, like, seven feet tall and he's athletic. So, like, when he's bashing into a 6'5", six, 6'6", six, yeah. six guy, it's going to look violent. And, 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 like, it's where, like, the benefit of Cat having guard skills is that he's a big man with guard skills. That's a big man. But the, the negative is that he's not going to get those same calls. So when he's hunting fouls like a, like a point guard's going to, he's not going to get the same calls that a point guard's going to. It's just the fact of the yeah. matter. I just wish he'd realize it. Uh, Same. Also, I think what else a lot of this stuff would just be solved if he just like shot more threes and stopped like I need dribbling to. into double teams yeah. and I stop and I panicking, do like, throwing the ball like, like after, over the yeah, court. Right. Like go back. What, what happened to the season where he shot like eight or nine threes a game? Like he was awesome that season. I need 12 threes from Cats. Ser- seriously. Fine. Yeah. Like, I need let's do 12. it. Like I think he his bar for how open he needs to be to attempt a three is far too high. He's like, bigger than the people guarding him. Just pop it. Also, like the rest of the team, like the, the wolves are shooting terribly yeah, and you're the bad. best shooter on the team like that's you're not going to charge into a guy I, actually he's going to come in off of the foul because he's going to do that <laughs> stupid freaking kick out thing uh, <laughs> this was a bad example <laughs> but no, no he should he should just Cash should always have the green light from wherever he is so I think he does have the green light Finch always talks about how he wants him to shoot more threes I think Cat is very very picky about when he shoots threes yeah. For some reason. And that's probably why his efficiency is so good because like he doesn't, he never has like an 0 for 5 because if he goes 0 for 2, he just stops shooting. When he's used to 
primarily having like a bigger guy on him. So when he's out around the arc, it's a little bit easier to get around at like an yeah. oak, like a but over that's center. A, that's a great point. Because, well, when he, and then when you're moving down to power forward, like you're going to have a four guarding you. You're not going to be able to beat him to the rim as easy. And you're just going to like throw an elbow and get, yeah. get called for a foul. Or against the Spurs, he's just being guarded by Trey Jones and getting worked at the high, in the high post somehow. Yeah, I don't know yeah. about that. Uh, what else we got in the vibes? We have, uh, Durf, we have your thing. Yeah. Um, Floor's yours. <laughs> just, just go for, I don't know what you're going to do, but go for it. Uh, are, we're done with, with all the negativity, right? We've got all I that. I think so. Oh, we're, we're, I think we did like a good 15 we're, we're on done. It. We're done with, I mean, we're doing a little bit of the cat bit, right? We're taking the bad vibes and we're making them worse by... Yeah, but we have all good vibes after yeah, that. Yeah, all yeah, good yeah. vibes from here on out. All right. Well, are you guys ready for a little good news here? Because I'm going to pump us up. There's something exciting going on that, that not a lot of people realize or put stock into. So the outlook isn't great right now, but rest assured, the secret weapon has yet to be deployed. I'm going to put you guys onto the Timberwolves' best kept secret. I tried to tell you about him last episode, but no one listened, and he's getting cut is all you guys said. Let me throw out some numbers for you to see if this changes your attitude. 55% field goal shooting, 44% from three, 8.7 rebounds per game, and 24.1 points per game. Back-to-back 10-year, or back-to-back Big Ten Player of the Year, 2022 All-Rookie G League team, two-time All-American, two-time Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award winner, John Wooden. Yeah, no, there's more, there's more. John Wooden Award winner, Lute Olsen Award winner, Class Award winner, so he's a good guy, Big Ten Male Athlete of the Year. Thorn in the side of the Minnesota Gophers, Luca Garza fought, clawed, scored, and rebounded his way into a two-way deal, and by year's end will inevitably secure a 10-year contract worth upwards of a hundred million dollars. Adam Silver is Wait. already Adam Silver is already working on a new structure to allow this specifically for Luca. He's listed at 6'10, but he plays with the tenacity of MJ, the shooting ability of Steph, rebounds with the likes of Dennis Rodman. His only downside remains that he has the downhill speed of a three-toed sloth, historically the slowest of all sloths, but this can be fixed. Not only this, but when he when he was a sophomore, he had a nine-pound cyst removed from his spleen and played the same day. Forget the flu game. Wait, forget nine, forget nine pound. Forget the yeah, nine pound. Forget the flu game. This man is out here having pregame surgeries just to stay on the court. The last part isn't actually true. He did have <laughs> he did have a cyst removed, but he did not play the next day. I don't know. I think he might have been out the rest of the season. But Luca, Luca Cinco Garza is the future of the Minnesota. The Timberwolves and the savior of the franchise. I'm now coining Cinco S I N K O as his nickname because not only is his number five five, but he also Cinco's the three pointers. There it is. Your future of the Minnesota Timberwolves, this Luca Garza. Is, Ten year, hundred million dollar contract. Not a great AAV for Luca. No, not great. <laughs> not great, but he's he's young. He doesn't know the value yet. Rank the Lucas. Uh, Luca Garza. Luca Doncic, Don, Doncic. Yeah. Uh, and then Luca the movie. You've seen Luca? Um, I cried like a is it baby. Gr- it's boy, a great. Actually, that might be two. I think I might put him against Luca over uh, Luca Doncic. Okay. Wow. Well, are there any other notable Lucas that I'm, I'm not that I'm aware of? Okay. Yeah. Luca Billabork is a Bosnian football player. <laughs> Luca Billabork is a uh, great also, name. Also, I looked this. I tried to find some bio information on Luca when I was doing this this soliloquy, and yeah. he doesn't have a middle name. He's just Luca Garza, which is pretty cool. Oh, I love it. Um, this is not going to make the podcast. I thought you were going to say that he was. 
He's also the head of PR for it to. <laughs> oh, Surprise. we still have the under on that. <laughs> yeah. I know. Okay. Speaking of, all right. So one of the over unders. You know, we had the cat cringe quote. We had one D-Lo hairstyle. Have we considered what if? What if, and the other one was, the president of basketball operations sleeps with the head of PR. Yes. What if it's a consensual threesome? And is the head of PR and Tim Connolly involved? Then it's over. Then it's it good. So it doesn't, need, it doesn't need to be extramarital. Yeah. It can be very, like, polyamorous. As long, as long as the head of PR and Tim Connolly are involved. As long as hands touch parts, we are good for it. All right. The vibes are wholeheartedly better now. <laughs> Durf, thank you for getting us I'm there. Here, yeah, I'm just here to bring them up. Okay. Uh, we're going to get those. We're going to keep the good vibes going after we do uh, what we'd love to do, which is talk about salsa. This is the era of the modern man. Okay. Uh, the modern man uh, likes to host their fellow men and their fellow romantic partner at their home to watch sporting events or have a game night or, or play video games or watch a movie. And what does every modern man need at these events? Chips and salsa, dude. You don't have chips and salsa on the counter. What are you doing? Here's the bit. I've gone on this tirade before. I'm going to do it again. We are not supporters of Big Salsa. Mm-mm. We are anti-Big Salsa. Big Salsa. Don't say the brand name no, this time. I don't I say they don't the deserve it. They don't, they don't deserve it. Big Nameless. Salsa is in the pockets of our politicians, <laughs> creating horrendous work environments uh, for uh, the working class. So don't support them. Instead... Support local salsa made with locally sourced ingredients. I'm talking about Joe Mama's. Joe Mama's. Mama's. Not rehearsed. It's good though. I love all like this. (laughs) (laughs) Impress all your friends at your next manly get together by copping some Joe Mama's salsa and watch the entire jar be destroyed within 20 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> I can't say that because this is an ad read. I was going to say something horrible. <laughs> I know. I, was, <laughs> I can't. Um, they have a bunch of flavors. They have like, you know, your standard salsas, mm-hmm. mild through hot. They also have my favorite, pineapple mango. They got roasted salsa. Beck, you finally got some. I had a, I've already eaten half of it. That's pretty good. Wow. It's great. Amazing. It's delicious. So get like Beck and get yours at Hy-Vee, Cub Foods, or you can have a four pack delivered to your house. I think it's four packs. Or individuals. You can make your own four-pack. I don't know. JoeMamaSalsa.com. J-O-M-O-M-M-A-S. Okay. This is the part of the show where the hosts debate a hyper-niche Timberwolves topic. Only a true diehard would have an opinion about this, which you are. So here you go. We back at it with the all-time Wolves great hangs draft. We're just going to talk about, you know, the vibes are bad, but we want to hang out with Wolves that provide good vibes. Brandon, I believe you are the the brainchild, or you, this is your brainchild, so yes, give yes. me the rules. All right, so the rules, uh, six rounds, snake draft style. You have to have two guards, two forwards, a center, and a wild card that can be any position. Uh, the draft order will be determined randomly here. I have my random number generator. So before I tab over and refresh the Excel sheet, the person whose random number is the highest will have the first overall pick. Oh. The next highest number will have the second overall pick and then the third overall can, pick. Wait, stipulation. Can we have a special number that automatically gets first pick? Can we agree it's a, on a It's a like number a, between one and a thousand. Yeah, but okay. let's, let's have a special one. If someone's like, okay. let's say. 974. Yep. That's a great special number. And oh, it is not, 974 is not on here. With the first overall pick, 820. Durf. I knew it. 
the second overall pick at 654 myself. Oh, good. And the last pick. But this turn, the three and the four. I like that pick. Tornado Jelly. All right. Let's freaking do it. So what's the, so? And are we explaining our picks as we do them? Like, yeah, I think okay. you need to explain your like picks. A, yeah, like a quick sub note. Okay. Um, and, and we can and we can we can weigh in and, and debate a little bit too. But yeah. your pick once your pick is in, your pick is in. Yeah, and it's not particular order, right? You don't have to go guards then forwards then. Yeah, correct. Okay. Um, so position scarcity is key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for the first overall pick, I'm going to take Corey Brewer. Oh, <gasps> smiley guy. Oh, wow. That's a good pick. Corey yep. Brewer was not on my board. Corey Brewer. Um, the, the reason why I picked Corey Brewer is because one, he's a really cool dude. Like he's just a nice, like fun person. Oh, you have happy. Yeah. Great dude. Um, also he's a part of that Florida team, the Gator boys. <laughs> and so, you know how he knows to have a good time. He's, he won back-to-back championships. The Gator Boys, they know. They but, know. But they, is he the one with the with the video I think, about the Gator Boys? I think, I think he, he had the interview <laughs> yeah. for, so, with it. I'm yeah. not a college basketball guy. What were what were the Gator Boys? So they, I, mean, were, I remember them being like they, that was it was a it was a stack team. It was like Joe Kim Noah, um, Al, Horford. Brewer, Al Horford. Uh, who else was on the team? Uh, Chris Leak. No, he, he might have been playing football at the same time as I that. Think so, yeah. But basically what happened is they won the national championship and they all could have gone to the NBA yeah. and they all decided to come back for their senior year and they won another national championship. Yeah. 06 and 07 back-to-back champions. I, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. Wow, what a story. And there's a, I think there's a post-game interview. I think it, it must have been 07, but they were interviewing Corey Brewer and they're like, like, what are you going to do after this? And he's like, the Gator boys, they know. <laughs> the, yeah, that's they know. The Gator boys. It's like Joe Noah's walking around in the background, like head nodding, like, yeah, we're going to have fun tonight. <laughs> Love it. All right. Great pick. I I went through, I have a, I have my big board is is 20 deep and I did not oh, have wow. Corey Brewer okay. on my board. I'm disappointed because he should have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> With the second overall pick. I think I'm going to disappoint uh, Jally over here right now. You're going to disappoint me? How? Because I, I think you wanted this guy. I think Probably. I, I think I have him mind. He is he is eludes positive vibes, gets along with everybody. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful eyes and great. You know who dark it is. hair. Oh yeah. You know who it <laughs> is. With the second overall pick, I am drafting to play point guard Ricky Rubio. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. That was like he was on my board. He was he was my number two point guard. Yeah, Ricky Rubio. I just think he's like a great like. If we're all hanging out together, like the six, of, the seven of us, the six mm-hmm. and me, I think Ricky Rubio is a guy who's going to, he's going to gel. He's going to get along with everyone except for D'Angelo Russell. So I won't be drafting him. <laughs> that was just on, that was just on the court. Off the court, were they? I'm sure they were. I, I mean, it's hard to think Ricky Rubio would be really negative to anyone on the court. Deal called him Rick, which I thought was interesting. Mm. Ricky must have hated that. <laughs> he's like, we're, I'm like, oh, Ricky's an adult now. Like, Sorry, keep going. me. Um, but yeah, I just think he's, I just think he, he gives me a lot of flexibility with my board the rest of the way, having him, because I know he's not going to clash with anybody yeah. that I draft moving forward. So Ricky Rubio is my, uh, second overall pick. That's a great pick. Jally, you got the turn. I think four. I, I'm really excited about this. Um, I think you guys are missing an obvious one. This man hosts TV shows. He says wild things as a fellow wild boy. I just have an immense respect for this man. He's also the best wolf in Timberwolves history. I'm taking Kevin Garnett to play center on my team because I want to hang out with him. Because how would, would like, I know he might, might not be for everybody, but I feel like me and him would get along very well. Okay, yeah. So I did not have Kevin Garnett on I my board because hmm, I think yeah. Kevin Garnett is way too intense for the vibe I'm trying to cultivate. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. We do have different vibes. So I guess it's however matches yeah. your... I, I think Kevin Garnett, like, I don't think Kevin Garnett is a bad dude. I think Kevin Garnett is 
just like a I'm I'm looking for more of like a a chill we go out to a brewery and hang out night not a like bash my head on the stanchion night. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to like you, roast yeah. people. I'm trying to tell wild jokes. You're, you're not having yeah. like the stories, the KG stories would be great yeah. to yeah. have on the it, That's hangs. more of a one-on-one -on -one, though. He kind of throws off the dynamics. Plus you don't want like an uncut gems situation mm -hmm. where you're just it, it's just a lot of stress. I kind of do. No, you can, <laughs> but that's not the vibe. I, I want for. I want the intensity. I'm an intense guy. He's an intense guy. Um it's a good pick. So <laughs> that's my that's my guy I'm hanging out with. And then as my, my turn pick, I want Patrick Beverly to play my shooting guard. Because <laughs> again, this is a man Dang who, it. who is just, yeah. again, as a fellow wild boy, I just, I I love his energy. I like the, the guy that cracks jokes. I like a storyteller. He's a wine aficionado. My, wi my wife's a wine aficionado. If I'm hanging out with um, the Timberwolves, she's going to want to be there. Mm -hmm. So her and Patrick can talk about wine. KG's also a wine guy, I just okay. realized. Yep. So we're just drinking yeah, wine, lots of wine, cracking yeah. some jokes. Drinking some wine, but that is an intense group <laughs> you've got <laughs> your drone with right now. Yeah, aggressively drinking yeah. wines. Uh, um, my, my top two point guards are now off the off the board now. Okay. Um, and just for clarity's sake, I think this is right, but you drafted Kevin Garnett to play forward, I'm oh, assuming. center. He is your center. I okay. have okay. I have I have other power forwards on my uh on my okay. board. Okay. That's a, that's a good uh center was the scarcest position of good hangs yeah. as I'm, I was uh, going through it. I'm so. excited to see what you guys do with it cuz I I there I think there's some good ones. Some I had four I have four options. Hmm. So I, we'll I I'm there. between I'm between two. I have four on my board because I wanted to make sure I didn't get like Freaking Mark out Blunt. of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not drafting Mark Blunt. <laughs> okay. Durf run it back. No, it's, no my it's, yeah, it's my pick. pick. Oh, yeah. sorry, my bad. I, I wrote it down wrong in my doc. All right. Oh man. So I have uh my second round pick here. You can go a couple different ways. Um oh, man, I hate to lock up. I guess I have the wild card this potentially. Guy didn't no, I have my. He didn't prep his own bit. I have got, my big board, but I'm, I gotta, I gotta be careful about how I locking myself in position wise uh, for later in the draft. But you know what? Um, and I know Jally is gonna roast me for this one because he roasts me every time I bring this guy up on the pod. But a guy who loves Ricky Rubio, and a guy who, until he posted a very questionable video this <laughs> offseason, uh, had brought nothing but joy to my life. A guy who is funny. And authentically himself, I'm drafting Anthony Edwards for my great hangs. He's a marvelous hang. I, I will say that's a sneaky good pick because you also get Ant Jr. with that. That's a twofer. I don't even know if that's a sneaky pick. Everyone knows he's very no, funny. No, but I, I'm except saying, for the I'm saying, <laughs> except for the one video specifically because of yeah. Ant Jr. That's ah, why yes. it's sneaky good. So, and that is uh, that is both of my guards with my first two picks. Uh, so, I, but I do have my wild card pick left if I need. Oh, I forgot it, about so. the wild card. Um, all right, Durf, all right, you're on the my, board. My second round pick. Um, I'm going to take a guard. Um, we loved him. We had to lose him, and it was unfortunate. But he was sturdy and dependable. Even keel. Just seems like a good guy to have around. Josh Akogi. Yes, is, Josh Akogi was yeah, on my board. That's a, that's a, he, was, he was on my board as well. But I like that dynamic. Him and him and Corey Brewer would be so fun. And did you have Corey Brewer as a forward? I had him as a forward. Yeah. I, I, all of mine, I went based on what they played more. At. Okay. Smart. Um, my favorite Josh Kogi. Well, there's many favorite Josh Kogi moments, but there was one bit. Remember last year where they had like the, the they had a teammate dress another teammate like they'd pick out the outfits for him. 
And do you guys remember this bit at all? I don't remember. No, this in between bit. quarters, like, all right, they'd be like, what shirt do you want D'Angelo Russell to wear? And Josh Akogi put Cat in like the ugliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and he knew he was doing it and he just loved it. It was a very uh, funny bit. I was like, I respect that. Yeah. So, Josh Akogi. I miss him. Yeah. I miss I like him a lot Josh too. Akogi. Yeah. He looks so, great so in those vintage Suns jerseys. He'd be a really he'd does. be a great energy guy <laughs> on this team. <laughs> Trade go bear for him right now. Make it happen. Oh gosh. All right. All right. Um, oh, is it? You, you have the wraparound. You have the pick. Uh, Love let's, a good wrap let's see here. <laughs> oh my gosh. I let's. Um, I'm gonna take a with my third pick. Um, I'm taking another forward. I'm gonna take Robert Covington. Damn it, Roko, baby. Again, it just fits the vibe. The, all, the, can you imagine those three guys? Durf, you are the runaway just, winner. I just having right a good now. time. I was going to pick Robert Covington with my next pick. Robert Covington after Anthony Edwards is my favorite Timberwolf ever. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We should do a favorite Timberwolves episode. I, I love him and Kat, Robert Still Covington. good buddies. Robert Covington is just like a bro's bro. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Durf. I'm Thank happy you. for you I'm glad that, that you get I'm to hang to out have him. with Robert Covington. Robert Covington. Well, now I got to rethink my whole strategy. Strategy. Okay. I, this is going to be, no, I can get this guy later. All right. With the, with the, my third round pick, I'm going to be taking another guy that just oozes good vibes. A guy that we miss, a guy that we've talked about a lot on this podcast already. A guy that's hot and swaggy. At forward, Jared Vanderbilt yes. is joining me for the yes. hang. Yep. Loki hot wolf. Jared Vanderbilt. Like good looking? I think he's, yeah, yeah I think he's, he's a, a good looking. He's a oh, well, good looking guy. Okay, so I, we, I, I said this I said this last year after D'Angelo Russell, he was the hottest wolf. That's what I'm saying. Our <laughs> wife and my, my oh, our yeah, wife. Yeah. Your, our, your our, collective our, wife. Yeah, so Jally and I are. So uh, Durf's wife and my wife are like, yeah, Vando's fine. I'm like, that's an attractive yeah, dude. Yeah, he's a good looking dude. And he's jacked. Huh. Yeah, if you're into buff boys. <laughs> little buff boys. Little buff boys. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe a weird thing out of context. Uh, buff little bodies. Anyway, I think you should leave on Netflix. Check it out. Um <laughs> No, I think I just think Jared Vanderbilt is good vibes. Yeah, he's a good vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Jolly, it's back to you. Another wraparound. I said Patrick Beverly was my um, shooting guard. I'm lying. He's actually now he's now bringing the ball. You just you just need two guards. It doesn't matter for my second guard. I again, I'm going for jokes. I'm going for intensity. I'm going for uh, just a raucous time. And who? Oh, I know who you're going to choose. No, you don't, because I'm choosing Malik Beasley. Wow. Malik Beasley has a great smile. He um, does like cool, like when he high fives his teammates, he does like this cool thing with his fingers. He does this. You know, he does that That sometimes. That's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. And I like the high energy. And I think along with Pat Bev and KG and me, I think we're getting some jokes off. I think. You have the team that I want if a shootout breaks out. (laughs) I. Uh, Let's be real about that. It's just waving a gun around. I don't think it's that big of a deal. In the land of the Second Amendment, I think Malik Beasley did nothing wrong. Constitutionist jelly yeah. over here. Um, I think that that's. I go. I get what vibe you're going for. I'm going for a. I'm going for a, a good, good time. time. And then uh, for my. 
Oh no. I was not prepared for Jally to take nobody that was on my board. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, we hate this guy, but damn it, I want to hang out with him. He has a commercial about Michelob Ultra. Jimmy Butler is one of my favorites. <laughs> okay, I, I actually him. think Jimmy Butler is, would Jimmy probably Butler's be a cool hang. Yeah. I, Again, I him on my... we're cracking jokes. In a respectful and loving but ruthless way. Okay, that's your yeah. first. That's your first pick that I think would have fit in in my group. <laughs> <laughs> your group is really intense, though. I'm really into it. I love it. All right, go back. Okay, Rudy, go back. I at risk. You guys, you guys may quibble with this one um, because I don't know if this is technically allowed. Oh, but I'm going to do my wild card pick, and my crew. Me, Ricky Rubio, Jared Vanderbilt. We're going to a brewery. We're bringing Chris Finch along. I think it's is great. To hang out. With He's him. on my board as well. <laughs> he That's would a... be so fun to hang yeah, out with. He is great. He's just so chill. Chris Finch, yeah. Just chill. Just, just Tons of stories. He, co yeah. he coached in Europe in the G League he's, all over the place. He's got listen. just like great. Did he meet yeah. royalty? I don't know. Probably. He was in Europe. I There's lots that. of royalty in Europe. <laughs> yeah, several. There's dozens of us. Dozens <laughs> of us. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a really good pick. Okay, I, just, I was nervous that because he no, wasn't a player. No, no, this is why I added the wild card to the rules this morning because <laughs> I was like, I gotta get Chris Finch on my team. Yeah. I'd love to just sit around and listen to him talk. Yeah. Wait until I draft Tibbs. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best pick to that roster. The, my wild card. Jally's, Jally's drafting Tibbs, but then he and the rest of the team are just gonna beat the shit out of him. That's why he took all these guys. <laughs> Um, all right, I am going to take, um, <laughs> I'm going to take my center here. Um, shout out Nate O'Connick, I'm taking Cole Aldridge as my <laughs> Why? center. Why? <laughs> because, do you know what vibe I'm going for? He fits that, we're not playing basketball. We don't know enough about Cole Aldridge. Uh, okay, so I have, yes, a, we do. I have a Cole Aldridge story okay. where I was, at, I was at a Timberwolves game one time when Cole Aldridge was still on the team and it was the pregame warmups. And I don't know if this was something Cole Aldridge did every game or just that game, but he got a rebound and stood under the hoop for a full minute, bouncing it off the floor with two hands, screaming at the top of his lungs. It was what just Cole was Aldridge. We only had him for a couple years, but yeah, he was just two-handed throwing the ball to the ground, just going, ah! <laughs> I think Cole Aldridge was on the roster for two years, but we paid him for like four. Yeah, yeah we, waved, we waved and stretched him. Yeah. But no, he, he played for us in 2016 and 2017. There was no reason to be doing all that. He just yeah. seems like a, a good dude, you know? He seems like a good dude. It's it's a it's a tough pick for you. You were having a really good draft, and I think people might people might not love the the Cole Aldridge addition to I the team it, I think when a, the I votes sneak come in. But okay. That's fair. No. I mean, I'm getting all of Bloomington with that pick. I'm just saying. Well, Talk pride of Bloomington Jefferson. Well, check the data. I don't know how many yeah, I guess I don't we know. have in Bloomington. <laughs> There's just no, we go around it. The Aussies don't love that pick. I'll tell you that much. Our <laughs> yeah, one Australian listener is not about it. Yeah, but what was, uh, what was the team he had all his success for? Like before, who was he with before us? All the success, quote unquote. I didn't say a lot. I just said all of it. The Kansas Jayhawks? <laughs> he played for the played Thunder, for the Knicks, Rockets, The Kings, Knicks were who Knicks, he was the best Yeah, he was a... Perennial all-star for them. It's a great no, pick. Okay. Great no, pick. he wasn't. Great pick, Derp. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> my follow-up pick is going to be, I guess this is the last one, right? No, you yeah. have a yeah, oh, wild card and point guard. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take for my for my point guard or whatever guard, I'm going to take uh, Zach Levine. That's a great, that's a great, great, great pick. Again, 
just seems like a generally nice yeah, guy. Yeah. Good hang. Good hang. Good hang. Good hang. Good dude. Zach Levine was on my board. You guys are playing a little bit too safe for me. I think. Now that all the guards are gone, a guy who I really liked as a potential sleeper is, uh, oh, you guys still have wild cards, so yeah. you might be able to take him. Yeah. There's a there's still a real good hang. He was number four on my big board that's still out there. I think I know who it is. Um, is it my turn? No, I uh, no it's back to me. So go, I, still need, I still need a four. No, he's a guard. I don't have any guards oh, okay. or wild cards left. Got it. Uh, so I am down to uh, forwards and centers at this point. I'm still pissed that Durf took Robert Covington. Okay, so for my forwards, since you guys already have your centers, I'm, I don't need to take a center right now. No, yeah, I can straight. save my center. Love that. So for my last forward slot, this is a this is a one you guys might not love. Anthony Tolliver. I had him on no, my list. That's a great one. That Anthony, was a great one. I forgot about it. That was it. Anthony Tolliver. That was I don't know if people remember this, but he signed with the Timberwolves a year after LeBron signed with the Miami Heat, and he did a YouTube video mocking the decision. That's right. Announcing yeah. that Anthony Tolliver was signing with the Timberwolves. It was amazing. <laughs> I forgot about that. Great, great, great big. Big? big? big. Great, great big. Great big. <laughs> great big big. All right. I can't even say it. Okay. Jally, it's up. It's here to you. Your last two picks. So my my I have I need a four and I have a wild card. And there's so many ways I could uh you know what? I'm gonna do it. I need a forward. I need someone to bring the weed. Christian Leitner. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh I like a villain. This is a team of villains. Again, I think uh again, someone's gotta bring the green. So Christian Leitner. And then for a wild card, you're talking about Anthony Tolliver. How about the man that rubbed his knee, Michael Beasley? <laughs> There's no Wait chance your team wasn't going to have Michael Beasley. But again, we need a joke cracker. We need uh, a guy with unique perspectives. Michael Beasley is great vibes. Great vibes. So my team, just to run it back, Pat Bev, Malik Beasley, Jimmy Butler, Christian Leitner, Kevin Garnett, and Michael Beasley. <laughs> All right. So it's back to me. I have I have three centers on my board that I am debating between. And I think I think just for the strength of my team, for the strength of the, the board, I uh -huh. think the fans will love uh, Nas Reed. I typed it before you even as said As a center yeah. for, my for my great hangs draft. Um, we can go through some of our other people on our big boards once we're uh, done with the draft. But Durf, last pick. All right, pick to um, Mr. Relevant, last pick in the draft. Um, he's certainly not irrelevant. He still has our hearts. Uh, with my final wild card pick, I am taking James Johnson. Oh, oh terrific pick. pick. Oh, I forgot I about really James thought, Johnson. I really thought you were going to take James oh, Johnson. James Johnson, James Johnson was just, on my board. Just a, just a good dude. Love James Johnson. Right. And he would have fit in great on your yeah, team. I know. I know. So to run it back, Durf, you have Zach Levine, Josh Kogi, Corey Brewer, Rocco, Cole Aldrich, and James Johnson. Brandon, you have Ricky Rubio, Anthony Edwards, Anthony Tolliver, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, Nas Reed, and Chris Finch. And I have Pat Bev, Malik, Jimmy Butler, Christian Leitner, Kevin Garnett, and Michael Beasley. I am... Surprised none of us took Glenn Taylor. <laughs> He's putting the bill for the hang. You know, then, who, then you get Glue Girl along with yeah. that. So. You know who has a really good time? Who's always looking for a good time? Eddie Griffin. <laughs> Respect for the dead, man. I'm, I'm talking about the jerking off while driving into a gas station, Eddie Griffin. Not yeah. incinerated by a train, Eddie Griffin. Oh Same Eddie Griffin, man. <laughs> okay, well, who did we miss? Who else? So number four on my board, um, 
Austin Rivers, guys. Austin Rivers seems great. Yeah. I don't know. I was just trying to. I was trying to get a good mix. He of, seems hilarious and of fun. Old friends and new friends. We did. I was the only one that, that so, took a '90s wolf. Uh, do we just want to go through? Like, you just give the your remain. I don't know if you have any left. Yeah, I was flirting. I was yeah. flirting with Isaiah Ryder just because again I wanted more people to bring the you're, weed. You with your intense, uh, your intense team. <laughs> I also was thinking about Rashad McCants because he used to give great interviews on K Fan, just <laughs> outing like the NBA, and I loved it. Uh, so those are my two that I, I, I regret not to. Also, Nate Knight. Nate Knight's on my board. Nate um, Knight. Nate Knight is. Uh, Nate Knight seems like a great hang. In all of like the wolves, like what do they call like locked on wolves? No, that's yeah. a podcast brand. <laughs> um, wolves Plus. Wolves Plus, like great fun. Always just fun opinions. Yeah. And then I was also thinking. Sorry, I have another one. Uh, Kevin Love, so we can all make sure we keep our mental health in check. And his yeah. vibes are not that bad. Kevin Love, the Timberwolf, was terrible vibes. Now, okay, but, but, but we get him now. Yeah, I was going to say. Do well, we get him now? You know what? Oh, you're right. Because uh, it has yeah. to be it during that be era, so that's not he good was, he was. I'm not saying, like, Kevin Love done a ton for mental health and seems like a pretty good dude yeah, now. Right. He was awful for, for them. I forgive him. Good. Oh, I don't want to yeah. hang out with him. He's going to break his hand. Yeah, sleep with your wife. <laughs> huh. Break his hand, punching you in the face after he sleeps with your wife. Uh, let's see some other guys on my board. So I said Austin Rivers, um, Jeff Teague was a great hang according to Dane Moore. Okay. Mark Madsen was oh, one of my center choices. Yeah. I had Madsen on mine too. Yeah. Uh, Jamal Crawford, I had him. Uh, yeah, that was Taj one. Gibson. I had D'Lo low on my board, but once I got Ricky Rubio, I couldn't have D'Lo on the team. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel like D'Angelo just kind of goes with, again, very yeah. classy. Dude. Like, if you're like, hey, where should I go to eat? Yeah. D'Angelo, where should I go to eat? And you have like an amazing spot for you. Mm -hmm. um, Ed Davis, widely regarded as the best teammate in the NBA. Oh, that's right. Uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, great vibes with Ant and Ricky. Yeah. Play on the Spanish national team yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. good stuff. Uh, and Darko, just because what a wild life Darko has led. <laughs> so back when I was a member of the Darko Boys. I was and also a member of the Darko Boys. Out of. Um, we'd always walk behind the bench and he'd always give us pounds. It was very nice. nice. Also, one time we were in the tunnel for the Darko Boys and I was just telling stories. We were like high-fiving the team and, you know, me, big Michael Beasley apologist, he had a bad game and like, like he wasn't high-fiving anybody. I said, hey, Bees, it's all right. Like, you'll get the next one. He goes, thanks, man. He gives me the hardest <laughs> high-five I've ever <laughs> received. How, did, how, how was his next game? I think you put up like a 12. <laughs> Classic, points. classic Michael Beasley. Yeah, either, yeah so. Um, Darf, who do you have? My honorable mentions. Uh, so I had Lance Stevenson actually on my list. And that was before. on Jelly's team. team. Yeah, I was going to say, that was before I had picked my vibe. I wasn't sure. I had a little, I had a mix. Um, so Lance Stevenson, Jamal Crawford, Luke Ridenour was on my list. Luke um, Ridenour yeah. for a later segment, but better than you remember. Yep. I agree. Yep. Um, then I had Mitch Creek was my last remaining four. Oh my that God, didn't get taken. come on. You want to, you're really pandering to that Australian listener. <laughs> there's, there's two, there's two. Revoke the dashboard, Brandon. You can't see it anymore. His, his kid listens. Um, Greg Steemsma, Mark Madsen, and Greg Monroe. Do we think yeah. Greg Steemsma is a great hang? I no, I saw, him at, I saw him at the same Went to Wisconsin. Yeah. I, I saw him at the Mall of America. Super nice guy. I was I like, hey. I saw him at the Cub Foods the day after he got cut, and he was not giving out good vibes. <laughs> ah, that's that. Should we get into Random, Random Wolf of, of the Week? Our <laughs> wow. It's time to guess, guess that wolf. It is my turn to... Uh, to Whose wolf is it anyway? Me. So, it's time for you guys to guess that wolf. As you guys know, I have five clues 
Before you get a guess before you give it. Yes, and you get a guess before. Michael Beasley. No, it's just one attractive guess. It's not Michael Beasley. Um, We're going to start off with clue number five. Number five. He played for 10 different franchises over his 16-year career, including a stint with the now-defunct Charlotte Bobcats. Who do you know that's played for 10 teams, including the Charlotte Bobcats? Andre Miller? No, but great guess. Oh, that was the guess? Well, I don't think we were guessing. Oh, yeah, I was sorry. debating with Durf, but sorry. I guessed uh, t- Andre Miller. Tayshawn Prince? No, he played a lot of lot for the Pistons a lot. Okay. This guy had couldn't play for a team for more than like a couple years before moving on. He bounced around a lot. Yeah. Okay, well, that was first guess, okay, so yeah. we'll get clue number two. I'm curious to see how you guys react to my clues because you guys did very good, and I kind of got stressed out about <laughs> being in charge of this. Okay, clue number four. He played 10 games for the Timberwolves for average six points per game, four rebounds, and two blocks in 21 minutes. So a 10... Two blocks. 10, ga- 10 games. He's a big man. It's a big man. It, it's not Greg Monroe. He didn't play 16 didn't, years. Yeah, he didn't play 16 no. years. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> Okay, it's got to be, but it's got to be a big man. That's a big man. <laughs> who's a, big a, who's man. a big man that we signed for a 10-day contract? Greg Monroe. <laughs> I know. No, no, we extended him because he played in the playoffs. Yeah, but we signed him for a 10-day contract the first time. Yeah, but he only played 10, 10 games, games. He would have had to have been, it would have had to have been two 10-day contracts. I was going to guess Kevin oh, Ollie before you said he got all those blocks. He's a big blocky boy. A big blocky boy. Um, oh, I was gonna oh, oh, is it? Is it Luke Richard Bamute? He didn't play sixteen. I think years. he played a full season for us. He also didn't play sixteen. Top let's tier just, name in Wolves. Let's, let's just let's just guess it to, sure, to move sure. on. No, because number three, he went to college at Wyoming, where he led the NCAA in blocks in nineteen ninety three. Oh, okay. Is it? This is more your realm. Oliver Miller. No, great guess. Also, Oliver, strong name. Oliver Miller was like 300 plus pounds. Like he was a big fat guy. <laughs> okay, this guy's fat phobic. Yeah, okay. It's just it's just we what have he a was. Fat phobic guy. We have an insurrectionist over here. <laughs> Durf is not an insurrectionist. I'm just beating that dead horse. Okay, number two. He is number 20 on the all-time blocks list. Was an all-star in 2001 and is a two-time it's NBA. The it's the O'Ratliff. It's the O'Ratliff. The O'Ratliff. It is. I knew good it job. It's good job. And then clue number one was within his career, he was involved in trades that included Jerry Stackhouse, Takemi Matumbo, and Kevin Garnett. Yeah, which, I would have gotten it when you yeah. said Kevin Garnett. Those, but those are good clues. Thank yeah, you. Those were yeah. good clues. I wanted yeah. to make them, uh, you know, hard but fun. Hard but fun. <laughs> what a good <laughs> Well, uh, we love you all so very much. Oh, one last thing we have to talk about podcast business. What, what are our listeners called? I put up a po- I put up a poll, uh, and it was No Pants Nation. You know why? Because a bunch of people that went to Bethel listened to the podcast, and they voted on it. Like, yeah, No Pants Nation's tight. Sorry, yeah. guys, your panties. We don't have enough. We don't have enough listeners to be. I think a lot of think, listeners. I, 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 I think a lot of parents voted on that one. <laughs> on No Pants Nation. Sorry, we're panties. Everyone's panties. Yeah. Right. Our friend Sam said he was going to leave the group chat if it, it kinda, wasn't panties. Yeah. So. <laughs> Kind of, it so, kind of sounds a little like like pirate vibes too, like panties. Like, <laughs> panties. Panties. Yeah. At no panties. <laughs> at no pants crunch on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, please leave a five star rating on your preferred podcast service and text your mom. She misses you. Have a great two weeks. We'll be back in a little bit. Love you. Bye. See you guys later.